Welcome to worship. As we gather in our various places, let us go all in for Jesus so that when the time is right, we can go all out in testifying to his goodness. We come to worship the one holy God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. O oh God, our God, how wonderful are your promises. We come to worship the one holy God who comes to us when we least expect it, who calls us out of the safety of our ordered lives and invites us to join him in the adventure of faith.
The good news comes to us this day from Acts, the first chapter, the first four verses. The writer of the Gospel of Luke continues. The first account I made, Theophilus, was a continuous report about all the things that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day when he ascended to heaven, after he had, by the Holy Spirit, given instruction to the apostles whom he had chosen. To these he also showed himself alive after his suffering in Gethsemane and on the cross by a series of proofs and unquestionable demonstrations, appearing to them over a period of 40 days and talking to them about the things concerning the kingdom of God. While being together and eating with them, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the Father had promised, of which he said, you have heard me speak. This is the word of God for us this day. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. You know, at the beginning of this year, two things came together for me. I like to keep up with new things when they first come out. I probably got that from my dad. He was always looking at the new things. His were more electronics. For me, I just have a love for office supplies. So I was looking for a new calendar. And as I went along, I pulled out this, this book, this journal-like, calendar-like thing, and it was filled with all these dots. There were no lines. Wasn't a blank play, a page. I, I had no idea what it was. So I kind of left it. I didn't buy a calendar. And I went home and I had to look it up. I had to explore it a little more. A bullet journal. I'd never heard of a bullet journal before. It's something a little different, a little new for me at least. It's a different way of organizing things. Uh, you have different ways of categorizing, different symbols you can put on it, a way of keeping track of things. I thought, well, I'm game. I'll give this a try. And boy, if anything was made for the change we're experiencing now, this is it. I can make lists in new ways. I'm not stuck in a book that already has everything laid out just right. You can create anything that you want. It can fit the changing times. And I'm finding that I'm still making my to-do lists because I am one of those that makes those kind of lists. But I'm also making to-do later list. All those things that were missing. The Mother's Day banquet that we would have had May 3rd and we're not going to have. Well, that may be a to-do later a year from now. The graduation Sunday that's coming up, that's definitely a to-do later. And I'm so glad so many of you 
are adopting our high school seniors this year. I also have on there, what are we going to do about Vacation Bible School? <clears throat> it's hanging on one of those pages. There are so many things on the to-do list that still need to be done. <clears throat> the to-do later list. And on kind of a hanging in limbo list. But there's another part of that journaling that I really liked. It was the idea of also having a space every day to write a gratitude list. Just two or three things you were grateful for each day. <clears throat> and as I've continued to journal my gratitude list during this sheltering in place, well, it's given me new eyes to see what God is doing all around me during this time. Well, for example, I never thought that letting my hair go gray would ever make my gratitude list. But without being able to go to a beauty parlor, oh yeah, going gray, it's on my gratitude list. I have a new appreciation for the Hennepin Canal. Yay, it's open. Really glad for that. Oh, gathering with others in worship. It's on my gratitude list that I know one day we will be back in this church gathering together to worship. Above all, again and again, on my gratitude list is my Christian faith. <clears throat> I think about how I live it out now and how it shapes who I am, how I approach this time, how I stay in touch with the people I love and with the people in this church and even beyond. Pastor Mark and I have been looking at what we're going to preach on in May. Oh, I've seen lots of things out there. I've thought about lots of different things. There are lots of things about being under house arrest. I get that. But as we prayed about it and thought about it, we felt led in a little different direction. We felt led to talk about going all in so that when the time comes, we can go all out. You see, Jesus calls his followers to stay in. Stay in Jerusalem before you can go out and spread the good news. There was something about spending that time in, about reflecting, about preparing that witness. Jesus was always turning things on their head, upside down. The first shall be last and the last shall be first. You have to lose your life to gain your life. So what if we didn't think of this as a time that's been put upon us, but we decided to look at this time as a time we can be all in for Jesus. Jesus took that time after his resurrection and before his ascension just to be with his followers. <clears throat> it was a time to open their minds to understand the scripture. A time to 
to dive into God's word, a time to wait on the Lord. And this too could be a time for us to do the same thing, to open our minds, a time to wait on the Lord, a time to find Jesus in the Old Testament and to study what Jesus reveals to us of God in the New Testament. During that time, Jesus ate with them. He was a companion. It was a time when they just hung out with Jesus. And we can do the same thing. Now is a time when we can take a look at our prayer life. Time spent not in asking or hurrying through a prayer list or making a, a checklist out of it, but time spent in table talk with Jesus, sharing those joys and the struggles, some of the ideas that we might have, and yes, spending time listening, listening to Jesus, listening to how God may be moving your heart. This particular scripture from the very beginning of Acts, well, we don't spend much time on it in the church here because <clears throat> it just seems like they're hanging out. We don't get to hear much of what Jesus says to them, but oh, how we need to just hang with Jesus. Jesus says, just stay in place. Just wait. hard to just wait. It's so hard that finally the disciples, by Acts, the first chapter, getting to the sixth verse, it says, so when they had come together, they asked Jesus repeatedly, Lord, are you going to establish the kingdom now? Is this the time? And he told them, you don't get to know the time. You don't get to know the time. Timing is the Father's business. You see, there's no getting ahead of God. So we just use the time we have. And what are we preparing for? What are we going all in for? Well, we're preparing to be Jesus' witness in this world so that we can go all out for him. Jesus said, you are my witnesses. And this is the time that they needed to gather together, to talk about their experiences with Jesus, how Jesus had changed their lives, the difference he had made for them. There were times that I would go around and visit churches in my ministry and we would just talk about so how did you connect with the church? What's your first memory of coming to this church? I want you to think about that. What's your first memory of going to church? Have you ever shared that with someone? When you go to church, do you know that about the people who are sitting around you? What a simple way to begin to witness about your faith. This might be a good time to just think about your spiritual journey, your journey with Jesus. 
look back over the Gospels and you will find that they are born out of this time when they stayed in Jerusalem and just waited. The stories that they told, the memories that they had of being with Jesus, of all that they saw and all that they experienced, of who Jesus is and what Jesus had done. They shared then what they had seen so that then when they went out, when they went out, they had the power from on high to witness, to witness to the power of Jesus. Over the rest of this month, we will be exploring some of those experiences, the proofs and unquestionable demonstration of Jesus Christ, who came that the world might be saved through him. When we claim our own story in Jesus, we soon find all it took was time to discover Jesus was with us, with us all along. What is your story? What is your witness? I read this story of a man who was asked to paint a boat red. <clears throat> and so he got the materials, he began to paint it, and as he went along painting it, he noticed that there was a small hole in the hull of the boat. It didn't take much time, he didn't think much about it. He patched the hole up and he went right along and finished painting it. And when he was all done, the owner of the boat came along and paid him the agreed upon price for painting the boat. The next day, the owner of the boat came to the man who had painted and he wrote him a check. It was for more, so much more than the original paint job. And the man who had painted the boat protested and said, oh no, you already paid me for this. And the man said, oh no, you don't understand. This isn't for the paint job. This is for patching the hole. And the painter said, that was no problem. It was just a, a, a small hole. It didn't take much time to patch it up. I'm not worried about it all. You don't have to pay me for it. And the man said, oh, I do need to pay you. In fact, there's not enough money in my checking account to pay you what I owe you. You see, when you got done painting, and you left, I was gone. And when I came home, the boat was gone too. It turns out that after the boat had dried, my kids took that boat out to go fishing. But they didn't know there was a hole in the boat, and I did. And I was so worried. I was so desperate that my children would be okay. And then they came in. They came in on that boat, and oh, the relief that I felt that my children, my children were fine. And I looked at the boat, and I saw that you had patched the hole. You see, without even knowing, you saved my children.
There came a time in my own life when I came to my senses. I guess I thought for a long time that I was just lucky. Lucky that, you know, I hadn't ended up in more trouble from some of the things I did. Or that I was lucky I was just still here, still alive. Or that somehow I had just found the unconditional love of Jesus. But it was more than that. All along, Jesus had been putting people in my life to patch the holes. Jesus had been watching out for me all along, people who were his witnesses. There came a time I realized, I realized that Jesus had been patching the holes in my life all along and so often through the people that he sent because they went all in, they could go all out for him and they went all out for me. I needed those Christian witnesses and that's why I decided to go all out for Jesus because I needed to be patching holes for people who don't even know that they may have a hole. They may not even know they're sinking. I needed to be bringing the grace and love of Jesus into their lives. Now I know there's a lot of talk out there, a lot of talk about the cost of what we're going through right now. And I feel like we are so blessed to be in this church where you care for people. So many of you have given of yourself in ways so that, so that we could reach out to people who feel like they're really sinking and we've been able to patch those holes. As a follower of Jesus, I've been given a lot, a lot of thought to what what cost we should be willing to pay. I've been listening to a lot of what has been going on and trying to discern the difference between what liberty is and what privilege is. What counts as injustice and what really counts as just inconvenience. Especially when I realized that my Christian witness is to take up a cross, which is a call to walk the path of sacrifice. If that's my Christian witness and the world is watching, what should that look like right now? So this is a time to be all in so that when it is the right time, when it is God's time and not my time, we'll be ready to go all out, all out with the power of God so that we can be witnesses, witnesses now who wait, not under house arrest, but anticipating God's promise, getting more and more excited, even more excited than when I learned that Hennepin was open getting more and more excited, putting on my gratitude list 
that this day will come when in power we can go all out. This is our time to rearrange those lists, the to-do list and the growing to-do later list so that as we study God's word and pray and hang out with Jesus, as we, as we learn our own stories, our witness of what Jesus has done for us, of the holes he has patched for us, we can make our to-do always list. Those lists of what we must always do as followers of Jesus. Mine starts with love God, love neighbor, and love myself. Amen. Let us pray. O gracious God, you are our refuge and our strength, an ever-present help in times of trouble. We turn to you now in this time of trouble as we persevere and as we continue to cope with uncertainty and isolation and, and an interruption to life as we know it. Hear our cries, O God, all across our nation and our world. We cry out for an end to this pandemic. We cry out for all those infected by the, this disease. We cry out for the families who grieve and we cry out for ourselves in our frustration, wanting to believe that we are doing the most good by staying home. 
living with the worry that we are doing too much harm to our economy. Lord, we lift up all those who are out of work. Help them to hold on. May they find the help they need. May they find hope and find a way through until they return to work and can provide for themselves and their families. Lord, we pray for the medical community, those who provide emergency services and all those hospital workers and nursing home workers who provide care. Give them strength and courage and stamina as the crisis continues. We pray for their protection and health as they continue to put themselves at risk. We pray also for those who are part of the chain of essential services, who are in contact with the public, and all who are at risk in their work as they provide goods and services for us. We pray for them in their fears and in the stress they're feeling, to keep working even when the conditions at work are not safe. We pray for all our students. We pray for them in the midst of their grief and disappointment and frustration and boredom as they let go of what could have been the school year and as they cope with being away from friends and away from the activities they love. We pray for families as they figure out together how to, the, how to make the best of the situation they're in, the best of working from home and doing school from home and having many more dirty dishes and a lot more messes at home. Help them to find good ways to ease the stress and to be forgiving of one another when we don't do it well and we let frustration get the best of us. We pray for all those who are lonely. Help us to be aware of those who are really struggling and help us to see what we can do to brighten their day feel their loneliness, even if it's just for a moment. We pray for those who are in the midst of grief. We lift up Peggy Neely and all the loved ones and friends of Doug Neely. Break through their sadness. Break through their disbelief. Take all their hurt and doubt upon you, Lord. Bear what they cannot bear. And as they walk through the valley of the shadow of death, may they find you. Lord, we also lift up in prayer Ross McDowell will be undergoing hip replacement surgery this Wednesday. May your healing hand be upon him. We pray for great success with this surgery and a speedy recovery. Help us all to go deeper into our faith and keep growing as witnesses for Jesus, to show his love for others in our corner of the world, especially now while we wait. We pray in the name of Jesus, who taught us to pray, saying, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
know what tomorrow holds, but I know who holds tomorrow in the midst of confusion and frustration. Choose God for today and all your tomorrows. May God the Father bless you with an abundance of assurance in his promises. May he break the chains that hold you back through Jesus Christ and give you the power to testify to his presence through the Holy Spirit. Amen.